And it's funny that it's almost all guys here when we're talking about gossip. Because a lot of times people think that all women are the only ones that gossip. But I think it's an irony because maybe, uh, maybe that's not really the case at all. So we're going to look at the idea of gossip, the topic of gossip this morning. And uh, it's such a regular, everyday, run-of-the-mill occurrence in our lives uh, that many times we almost, it just blows right over our head. Uh, gossip is something that we can engage in, and quite honestly, many people think, what's the big deal? I mean, honestly, what's the big deal? And uh, that's something maybe you worry about in elementary school. I know Lily was telling me about her class and how much the gossip is like rampant in the fifth grade. You know, among fifth grade girls, a lot of gossip going on. I, th I thought she'd be here when I said that she walked out. But, um, you know, so we might think, oh, really, is this that big of a deal? We talk about gossip. How does that really matter? Uh, there's bigger things in the world, but truly it is an issue that uh, affects uh, all of us in some way, shape, or form. And it's something that we can't really completely escape. Um, unless you don't want human interaction, uh, that's the only way to escape uh, gossip and being a part of it or being around it. Um, nowadays we have social media where we can, uh, we can stay connected with people, we can uh, Facebook stalk people, we can follow people on Twitter, we can follow them on Instagram, we can join the happenings of Lexington County Facebook group, and we can talk about all the things that are going on, and there's so many platforms and avenues that we have in our, in our society that we can, we can choose to gossip on. So many ways we can vent, we can talk bad about somebody else, and use those opportunities that are in front of us. Um, I think there's something deep in, inside of us as human beings that desires to be connected with other people. And that's not bad. That's what makes us human. We want to be connected with other human beings. And we want to, we want to have knowledge of them, and they want to have knowledge of us. And so part of what fuels gossip is a, is, a, is a good quality that God has built inside of us, is wanting to be connected, wanting to uh, know about others and be known. And so that's a good thing, but at the same time, Often when we do that, when we want to connect with them, then we want to elevate ourselves somehow, way above them. We start comparing ourselves. So gossip sometimes is a way of comparing and then pushing down somebody else and elevating ourselves above them. And sometimes we use gossip just even in simple ways to say, man, they don't have it going on, but man, it's tough to be them. You know, we kind of will focus on somebody else's flaws, failures, and problems. And in the meantime, we don't have to look at ourselves. So gossip can, there's some very benign forms of gossip. Um, we we'll talk about, hey, did you hear so-and-so bought a, you know, something? Oh, okay, yeah, that's crazy. You know, so some people might say that's terrible. Um, and then there's really vicious forms of gossip. I, I don't think it's uh, that bad, honestly. I think we're on a spectrum here where if you're talking about somebody else, because I got some research here. Um, according to Yale University, we spend at least 60% of our adult conversations talking about people who are not with us. So if that's the definition of gossip, the majority of what we talk about is people who are not with us. Because if I'm talking with me and Mike, the rest of the world is not with us. So all we can talk about is me and Mike. At some point, we're going to talk about somebody else. And that's where, if, if that's your definition of gossip, you're never going to escape it. I think we have to be careful. Not just, all right, we're talking about somebody that's not with us, but how are we talking about them? In what light are we talking about them? What are we why are we saying what we're saying? And that's what I want to look at today. Um, a research team from the University of Amsterdam found out that 90% of the total office conversation uh, qualifies as gossip. 
however they qualified it. 90%, and I work with a bunch of women here at Mission Lexington. Not that women, again, not that women are only, only culprits, but um, studies do show that women tend to talk about personal and relational and feelings. Men talk about activities and about things. And so because women are talk about feelings and emotions and get personal, it lends into gossip a lot easier than for men. Not that, again, not that one does it and others don't, but because of the, the content of the conversation, it gets personal, it gets into feelings, it gets into these things, and all of a sudden it steps, it can easily step over the line into to gossip. There's, there's a lure of being in the loop. You ever felt like you were the outsider? I remember when I was uh, going into eighth grade, I went to a new school, uh, went from a private school to this public school, and I didn't know anybody, I didn't know what was going on. And, and when you're when an outsider, sometimes there's a lure to want to be in the loop. These people have inside jokes. They know stuff. They know each other. They're talking about what happened over summer. They, uh, you know, all these things. I don't know what's going on. I, I want to do what I need to do to get into the loop. I remember in eighth grade, I would, I kind of just lost my identity just to try to know somebody. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody here. I, want, I don't want to be on the outside. And so uh, there is that lure. That's part of us because we want to be connected with people. That's a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes we try to shortcut it. Because um, it just feels so isolated, so we want to shortcut it by gossip. Or oh, if I say something about this person, maybe that'll bring me into this, this circle of, of this people. Or I pretend like I know more than I do, or I make up a story, or I, I start saying these things. And it, it helps me become connected to these people. And there is a, a false sense, in a way, on the early stages, it might do that. It might bring you into the conversation. But um, studies actually show that people who fall into the habit of gossiping continually actually... Uh, disconnect from people because they can't be trusted. So people are like, mm, that guy, he's always talking about people, that, that chick, ah. And they, so they actually become more isolated because people don't trust them. Um, um, so there's, there's this, this desire for, a good desire for meaning and significance, connection, and, and wanting to be in relationship, but we can't shortcut it by choosing uh, to gossip. That's, that's not the way we want to do it. You know, sometimes it's hard to nail down what is or what isn't gossip. Again, I don't see it as something that's black and white, that you're here, here, and then you just fell off a cliff. I see it as a spectrum. We, usually in conversations, it can be just you're talking with somebody, sometimes you just go about, and it kind of gets that way, and then it gets that way, and then now we're starting to get a little further along. It's not that, all right, everything we said was gossip, but sometimes we just get to a point where we think we've crossed the line here. And it wasn't so clear when we did, but now we're kind of pushing it past where we need to be. The Bible says this, that in Proverbs 18.8, this is the scripture that's on top of the notes here. It says this, rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Cecilia's going to France. I'm sure she can find some dainty morsels in France, whatever those are. They have different sort of treats and truffles and whatever. But I think of it this way. Um, when, I, I can, when I go to the movies, and I don't go to the movies very much, um, but when I go to the movies... I can walk right past the popcorn and all the concessions because it costs so much. I'm like, I don't want to waste my money on that, right? But when somebody gets popcorn and brings the bag right in front of me, like Lily or like uh, Olivia, when they get a bag, I can't resist. I just keep popping it. It's there, and I, I, I am not going to stop the popcorn until it's gone. Uh, you, you like, I mean, there's certain things that when it's in front of me, it's hard to resist. I think gossip is one of those things where, you know, I don't feel like I want to gossip about anybody. When I'm standing here today, I don't want to talk bad about people. That's not my, my, I don't feel like that's what I want to do. But sometimes we get in those moments, it's hard to resist. It's hard to pull the plug. It's hard to back out of a conversation that's going that way. It's hard to change the subject. It's hard to, 
it's easy just to get sucked into it and be a willing participant, right? You with me on that? Sometimes it's easy. We didn't, we didn't mean to. We didn't even bring it up, but now we're in it, and it's kind of like, ah, it's hard to really resist. We want to add a little extra. We want to kind of agree or whatever it might be. We don't want to say, hey, man, I'm not really into talking about that person. It's an awkward thing to do, so we just kind of go along with it. It's a dainty morsel, and it, it tastes good at, at some level, and it sinks deep into our heart. Uh, another translation of that um, says, there's nothing so delicious as the taste of gossip. It melts in your mouth. That's an interesting way that Proverbs put it. Um, so we've got to be careful about talking about people who are not with us. Obviously, you're never going to eliminate that, but how do we talk about them? When somebody's not here, oh, um, so-and-so's not here at church today. I wonder if they're, you know, we start going down, <laughs> man, what's happening with them? Uh, we, can, we can talk about people. How do we do that? One definition of gossip is, is that gossip is unconstrained and often derogatory conversation about people. It's unconstrained. There is no limits. I'm not going to hold back on what I say, but I'm going to just let you have, I'm going to let you know what I think. So it's unconstrained. It's not measured. It's not, well, let me word this carefully. Let me be careful about not, you know, saying more than I need to say. It's unconstrained. It's just, hey, I'm going to say, I don't care. So that's the type of gossip we really got to be careful about. When we just have no constraint, we just want to say what's on our mind and heart. And it's often derogatory about other people. And it says it's going to involve betraying a confidence spreading sensitive information or hurtful judgments. A lot of times gossip has to do with, well, this is what I heard. Uh, you know, well, they told me this, but don't make, make sure you don't tell anybody. They told me not to tell anybody, but you don't tell anybody, and then it won't go any further, right? Because that always works, right? So if I tell you not to tell anybody, I'm sure you're not going to, because I told you. No, you'll just tell one more person and tell them not to tell anybody, and it just keeps going that way. And often it, it's hurtful judgments. In our gossip, we, we look at people and we judge them. We're saying, you know what, that is bad. That is negative. That is, uh, how could they have done that? And so research shows that people who gossip the most have very high levels of anxiety. Do you know that? They have high levels of anxiety. They're, they're worried and panicked and afraid and, and different things um, about what's going on. So uh, they, they put that energy into talking about other people. Often in the church world, we try to disguise gossip as prayer requests. You ever seen that? Uh, I need you to pray for um, sister so-and-so, you know, let, let me just tell you what I heard, you know, maybe you should pray about it. I don't even know if it's true, but maybe we should pray about it, you know, you know, let, let's, you ever seen that, the old prayer request gossip? That's a classic church thing where we will pray about people, but really we just won't talk about them. And nobody ends up actually praying about them, we just talk about them, you know, so that's the Christian version, we feel better about it, but God, doesn't God already know? So I don't need to share all this pieces of information about some of these situations. Now, it's not wrong to say, hey, I think, genuinely, we should pray about this person, and you know, there may be some things going on I can't share at all because I don't know that that would be right, but what, would you remember them in prayer? It's okay to do that, but sometimes we just want to, oh, man, this is what I heard. you know, da, 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 da. And nobody ends up actually praying for anybody. We just want to go and talk about it. God knows what people are going through. Our job is not to inform God about people's situations. God's like, really? Oh, wow. Thanks for praying about that. I didn't know. I didn't know that they were struggling, and now you told me, so now I can do something. God already knows everybody's problems. Our job in prayer is not to inform God of people's problems. Our, our job is to align our hearts with his, because he already cares about them. So it's to become people that are like him, and we pray, we, we believe, and then we actually care about that person, because God cares about him. So that's one thing. Sometimes we disguise it. We'll say, you know, uh, well, it's not really gospel if it's true. 
right? I ain't telling a lie. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> but you know what? The truth is, everything that said should be true, right? We should speak the truth. We're going to talk about lying next week. But not everything true must be said. Just because it's true doesn't mean you have to say it, right? There's a lot of things that are true that just don't, doesn't need to, you know, it didn't need to be said. Maybe it was private. Maybe it was not for you to bring that out. Maybe it was not for me to say. And so we got to be careful that we don't disguise our gossip just with the idea that, well, it was true. I wasn't lying. I wasn't making it up. Um, and then other people do it this way where, well, you know, I'd say it to their face. You know, I would say it right to their face. You know, I don't care. I would say it. Oh, would you really? <laughs> I mean, people love to say that. Oh, I don't care. If they were here, I'll tell them, you know. But sometimes I think we hide behind these little statements to make ourselves feel better. Um, and so we got to be careful about that. The Bible says that the tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. And we got to be careful how we use our tongues. This is what this series is about. Criticizing, complaining, complaining, gossip. we got to be careful how we use our tongues. The question really becomes, what do you want to be known for? About speaking life and encouragement, building people up, or being that person that always has a rumor, always has this thing, I heard this, I heard that, and we end up just tearing people down. What do we want to be known for? If the tongue has the power of life and death, we want to be people of life. We want people that build others up. And, and gossip can hurt so many people. And I'm going to look at this morning just three people that gossip hurts. So who does gossip hurt? Number one, gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. This is pretty obvious. If you're gossiping about a person, it can, it can hurt that person. I don't know if you've ever been that person that's been gossiped or talked about or um, spread a rumor about or shared sensitive information. Maybe you um, know this firsthand. Maybe you, back in, in elementary school, you know, shared that secret crush, and then your friend went and told them. He's like, ah, I didn't know. I don't have to say that. And it feels so bad because you trusted your friend, and your friend shared it with them. And it's like, oh, man, that hurts. And it hurts in such a way with you and that person, that relationship. But here's what also hurts. It hurts our ability to trust people in the future. When we share something sensitive and personal and then it gets put out into the light with no care or concern, what it does to us as human beings is it makes us unwilling to trust other human beings. Not just that one person that did it, but that, that everybody else. You know, now maybe I learned a lesson. Maybe I shouldn't even share anything. Because if I do, this is what's going to happen. And I don't, that hurt and I don't want to do that. And what we do is we, we create, uh, we create a, a culture of people that are private and don't want to share and don't have the ability to have a real meaningful relationship. Right. Because we don't want to connect because if I share something I'm really dealing with, man, I don't know how that's going to go because last time it went pretty bad. And so it not only just hurts uh, in that relationship, but all, all the way around. We don't want to create a culture where people just end up putting up a mask and saying, you know, everything's great. Yeah, because I never want to share a real situation in my life because I don't want to get hurt. Um, we're going to talk about lying next week. And I think sometimes we're dishonest and we lie, not because we're just so bad at people, but because we don't want to trust people because we've been hurt. And so our, our decision, rather than being honest about ourselves and we just end up saying to protect myself, I'm just going to kind of cover it over and just present a different view of who I really am. And that's unfortunate because the Bible says that if we confess our sins to one another and pray for each other, we'll be healed. There's healing when we can be honest with one another, but there has to be trust. There has to be trust. There has to be respect for one another. And if we go around gossiping and sharing things that were not for us to share, we break that trust. And then we do damage to other people. So gossip hurts the other person it's spoken about. Number two, gossip hurts the listener. 
Oh, I didn't even share the scripture here. Uh, here you see it on the page, but uh, for number one, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. A gossip separates the best of friends. So we don't want to do that. Number two, gossip hurts the listener. The scripture says in Proverbs, wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Basically saying if you listen to gossip, you're wrong. You're wrong. If you want to listen to gossip and entertain gossip, um, you're wrong. The truth is, once someone start, stops talking to you, they go talk to, talk to somebody else about you. That's the reality of it. Sometimes we think, oh, yeah, we're so close. They share so much. And I'll tell them a little bit. The truth is, once they stop talking to you, they're going to go talk about you. Yeah. And so it, it hurts those who listen. We get caught up in this thinking that we're, we're so close to these people. And this is really what uh, sociologists and, and psychologists say about gossip is that it connects people in a way that people do connect over gossip. People do connect over mutual dislike. Oh, yeah, that girl, that person. People connect over that. Mutual dislike actually bonds people together. I can't believe that person. That teacher's horrible. That, you know, we can get together, right? And it makes, oh, yeah, I hate that person too. You hate that person? I hate them. Yeah. I actually had a moment. I actually had a situation kind of like this the other day, and I'm, you know, thinking through this sermon. But it does. It bonds us together where we start saying, yeah, I don't like that guy either. Man, that's crazy. Oh, no, we're, we're kind of on the same page. We're, we're friends now. We have a common interest. Which is not liking that person. And, and so we got to be careful about that because if we're in that situation, it could be just the next conversation over. Like, yeah, I don't like that guy either, right? And, and it, it hurts us. Um, talking badly about someone else when they're not around, it says more about you, about me, than the person you're talking about. Truly, it reflects our character more than uh, whoever we're talking about. And so um, gossip hurts the listener. What you permit... Um, you promote. Here, here's the thing. It takes two people to have gossip. It takes a mouth and it takes an ear, right? So if somebody's the mouth and you're, you're the ear, there it goes. If you say, you know what, uh, I, I don't want to go there, right? And you, you close off one of the pieces of body parts it takes, uh, then we don't have gossip. What you permit, you will promote. Even if you didn't want to get into the conversation, and sometimes it's tough to get out. Um, we got to be careful about that. So gossip hurts the listener. We're, we're, we're permit, we promote. Number three, gossip hurts the speaker. The Bible says this, Proverbs 25, 9 and 10. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Other people may accuse you of gossip, and you'll never regain your good reputation. Never regain your good reputation. Uh, we all, when we, when we think of people, we think... If we know them at any length, we, we start thinking stuff about them, right? Like, if you've had multiple interactions with people, you start to get a sense about, oh, that's kind of what they're like. That's kind of what this person's like. And you get what that's called as reputation. And so if we have a reputation to always blast in other people's info, um, that's going to go in front of us and behind us. And it, it really hurts us in life. We don't want to be known as a person that can't be trusted. Like I said earlier, people that are frequent gossips um, actually are, are socially isolated. That's what research shows. So we ought to be careful about sharing these things. So uh, finally this, how do you control gossip? Gossip really hurts everybody. Um, so logical response, how do we control this? And, and this goes back to the two body parts it takes. Number one, we must guard our ears. 
Guard our ears. Psychologists have a magic phrase to shut down gossip. I looked this up on several articles. They talk about this. And here's the phrase. How do you stop gossip with one question? You ask the question, why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Why are you telling me this? Now, that might be too confrontational for your style. I don't know what your style is. Maybe you're Jarrell. You're not super confrontational, right? Uh, if you're Mike Stancil, you'd be like, why are you telling me this? You know, I don't care, right? Uh, some of you guys, confrontation is not a problem. But that's a good question to ask because, one, the person's going to step back like, oh, you're not into this conversation. Oh, okay. Or then it may, may actually make them think, why am I telling you this? What is my purpose here? What am I actually trying to accomplish by saying this? Or should you be talking about this? Right. And that's the other thing. Why, um, here's another one you can ask yourself. Why am I listening to this? Why am I listening to this? If you and your, sometimes you get that queasy feeling. You ever get that queasy feeling? You're in a conversation and it just kind of went south. Everything was fine and it's like, oh. Dude, I was like, yeah, I'm like, dang, where's, where's the escape door here? I mean, I got to get out of here. I'm trying to back out. I'm like, where can I go? But why am I listening to this? Like, am I just trying to be accepted? Am I trying to just look like a, you know, what, what's my agenda here? Why am I listening to this gossip? Here's one that's a little bit less uh, combative. You could just say, hey, have you spoken with so-and-so about that? Have you, have you talked to them about that? That's one that may be a little bit less combative, maybe... Just genuine question. Hey, have you talked to them about that? Is that, is that really the case? The, this goes, comes from the Bible, Matthew 18, 15. If, any, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out that offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you'll warn that person back. The Bible talks about how we should go to the people that maybe in that situation somebody hurt us. And this is often how gossip works. Somebody does something to us and we're, we're just frustrated and mad. we got to go get counsel. You know, I'm going to tell 27 people about how, what should I do? What do you think? What if, and I'm not saying you can't go talk to a person. Maybe you do have a, a confidence, something you could actually share something. But the idea is not to go spread that to all the people we know, how such and such hurt me and all this. And then like days later, we go and talk to that person about it. Because what happens is that all the people you talk to, they don't know you went and talked to and worked it out. Everything's great. Now they're like, oh man, I think they don't like each other. Or I think that's awkward between them and we have moved, maybe we've moved on, we're fine now, but it just creates some weird social dynamics and it creates things that we don't want in, in our church or in our relationships. So we have to be careful. Have you spoken with this person about it? And ultimately, if you're around somebody that's a constant gossip, the Bible says a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around other chatterers. That's Proverbs twenty nineteen. Maybe we need to say, this is not a person I want to spend a ton of time with. You may not have an option. Sometimes they're people that you have to see all the time because maybe you're related to them or maybe you're uh, in you work with them. But maybe the choice would be, you know, I don't need to spend a ton of time with people that gossip. Lily tries to do that in her class. She tells me about it. There's so many gossip girls in her class. Like, I don't really want to hang out with these girls. All I do is gossip. There's not an option. But she's like, well, that's what everybody does, right? There's not very many people to hang out with. But, you know, sometimes, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like them. That's not the type of person I want to be. Um, and so we have to do that, and that's, sometimes that's hard. And if you can't do it, here's what some, some advice I read this said you can Mirandize yourself. Read yourself the Miranda rights. Maybe you've had this read to you before. Uh, you have the right to remain silent, right? But anything you say and do will be used against you. So just know that. If I'm hanging around these people that are constant gossips, just remember anything you say and do can and will be used against you. So be careful about what you say. 
be careful about what you add. Be careful about what you inject into the conversation because it probably can and will be used against you. And number two, so we guard our ears. Number two, we close our mouth. Proverbs 21, 23, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Got that? Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. This should be a scripture you tattoo on your arm, right? Or wherever you like to get a tattoo. Watch your mouth, watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. This sounds like a great thing we would tell our kids. If you have kids, you know, this is great advice for them. But you know, it's, a great, it's advice for all of us. If we, if we keep our mouths shut, often we stay out of trouble. Sometimes the wisest person in the room is the person who's not saying anything. <laughs> Just, I don't have to say anything here. And you actually end up looking like somebody that's super intelligent. Oh, wow, you must know a lot. Yeah, because I don't keep talking. You don't know how dumb I really am. So I just won't, I won't keep talking. This is what the, another translation says. Watching what you say, watching what you say can save you a lot of trouble. Watching what you say can save you a lot of trouble. How simple of a concept that is, right? How simple that is, but how hard it can be sometimes for many of us. Think about, would I want someone else to say the same thing about me? Would I want them to be talking the same way about me? And that's the golden rule, Luke 6.31. Do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. Would I want somebody else saying this about me? Oh, would I want them telling my, my secrets or saying how I'm not good at this or I struggle at that? Would I want people going around talking about me? And if the answer is probably no, then we shouldn't do that to others. We shouldn't treat others how we don't want to be treated. You know, what I was going to share with you, I was at a basketball tournament where Cassie's at. Um, Dane's playing over at River Bluff. And uh, Dane's been training with a um, point guard at Lexington High School. Um, and so he actually came to watch Dane on Friday. And he's, he's a good basketball player, and he's played. So they're rivals with River Bluff. And funny thing is, Dane's team was playing um, a team that was coached by one of the River Bluff assistants. And the River Bluff assistant has son has played against Dane and they've been in school together and they've had this little rivalry going all the way back to third grade and upward basketball at Lexington Baptist. And I could go into details and you're probably gonna, I can bait you into the story because gossip is a, is a dainty morsel. I can bait you in the story about what happened. There was an incident report. There's some things that happened, you know. Oh, what was it? I wanna know, right? Yeah, so there's all these sort of, you know, so I was trying to, like, I say all that, one, to get you to realize how gossip is pretty interesting. You want to talk about somebody we don't know. But I, I, I was trying to give uh, this, this guy, Mason, uh, some background of why Dane was upset when they lost. Because the other kid was talking some junk, and he was like, oh, we beat you. Yeah, yeah. So Dane was kind of upset. You know, obviously, Dane is a pretty emotional kid, and so uh, he was upset. And I was trying to give him some context, but it got to the point where, oh, yeah, so such and such coach, and he's River Bluff. And, like, and then it got to the point, oh, I, I don't like that guy. Oh, yeah, I don't like him either. I, I found myself like, yeah, I don't like that guy. Like, why, why are we doing this? Like, what, what is it about wanting to talk bad about people behind their back? What is it about that? It want, I wanted to bond with this guy. You know, I wanted, okay, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I don't like him either. You know, I wanted to have that moment. But, you know, it's so easy to do where we just – yeah, I don't like that guy either. Yeah, and, and then the, the main coach walked in. Like, oh, but he's this guy's a good guy. Went, yeah, but yeah, I don't like that guy. So try, try to, you know, I felt bad about talking about. It. So, oh yeah, but he's a good, he's a cool guy. You know? <laughs> it's, it's funny how we do that. We want to justify ourselves and feel better about. And, and in those moments where we want to connect with people by bringing somebody else down, that's basically what gossip is. And and we got to be careful about that. Gossip claims 
I'm strong because they're weak. I'm strong because they're weak. Here's the thing. The gospel proclaims, I am weak, but he is strong. I am weak, but he is strong. What gossip does is try to elevate ourselves because we feel less than. And we feel like we need to be more than. We need to be above somebody else. We feel like we just maybe, you know, we, we want something that we don't have and we can get that by bringing somebody else down. And the Bible says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. We got to be careful because it all starts in our heart. It all starts in what's going on in our heart. If our heart is arrived, we're not, if we're not satisfied in who God says we are and our relationship with him and our identity in Christ, then it's going to be such a temptation in every conversation, everything that comes across where we want to build ourselves up. We want to be more than, we want to look more than and, and bring others down to be less than. But when we recognize who we are, we recognize whose we are. It begins to change our heart. And then we, we start to realize that, you know what, actually, the Bible says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God has a plan. You know, it says in the Psalms, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And the book of Ephesians says that I'm God's workmanship. I'm created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And the Bible says that he who began a good work would be faithful to complete it in my life. So I don't have to choose the, the shortcut of gossip, but God is working on me and he's going to make me who he wants me to be. We realize we're designed and created with a purpose and a plan that God has a, a good plan to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope in the future. And I know that in my weaknesses, in my weak moments, I'm strong. That in my weaknesses, he gives me strength. And I don't have to find strength in myself, but he'll give me the strength to make it through. And when our hearts become, start to become transformed, we recognize we don't have to work to put others down to feel accepted, but we already are accepted. We already are loved. We already are everything that we need. We have that in Christ. I'm unconditionally loved and accepted by the creator of the universe. It's not just what people say about me. It's not just how I present myself. It's not the number of relationships. It's not how connected I am, but it's what the creator God of the universe says about who I am is what makes me who I am. When my heart gets transformed, he gets a hold of my heart, he also gets a hold of my mouth. That's what the bottom line of the series is. When God has our hearts, he should have our mouths. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't have our mouths, he maybe there's parts of our heart that he really doesn't have. And so I start to speak the truth because I don't need to be better than you. I don't need to be better than you. I don't need to point out that you have failures and you have flaws because I'm so aware of my own failures and flaws. I'm so aware of my own need for Jesus that I don't have to go point around everybody else's. And I can begin to see that I can speak life. The Bible says in Hebrews that we can encourage one another daily and that we should encourage one another daily. That can be our goal. Rather than, rather than when we get around and we're you know, 60% of the time in our conversations talking about people that are not with us and talking bad about them, we can talk life. We can speak life about them. Man, you know Mike, he's such a great guy. I'm really appreciative of Mike. Both Mikes. Either Mike. I'm either one. There we go. Glad for both Mikes. David. David's such an awesome guy. You know, David shows up here, plays bass. And man, what I've seen in David's life over the last few years is such an amazing thing. Got his family here, worshiping God. And you know what? Does David and his family have it all together? No. But does my family have it all together? No. But you know, <laughs> Amen to that, right? So my job's not to point out all the negative in other people because I got plenty in my life. My job's to lift up 
one another. And as we lift each other up, we grow and become who God wants us to be. Amen. It's so easy to get caught in that trap because we feel down on ourselves. You know, we feel like, oh, man, I'm really failing in life. But the truth is we're loved and, and accepted unconditionally by our, our loving father. He looks at us in all our failures and flaws and says, I love you. I accept you. I have, I have a plan for you. I, I'm going to lift you out of that. And so when we embrace that, we realize, you know what? I don't have to bring anybody else down because my job is to bring them up as God's bringing me up. And so if we would just kind of wrap this up today, draw you come. The gospel claims, I am weak, but he is strong. Gossip says, I am strong because they're weak. Let's be people that believe the gospel. That God will make us strong. He'll give us the strength. We don't have to bring others down to make ourselves strong. We just bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. You say this morning, you know, I want to be a person who speaks life. I want to speak life and truth. I want to use my words to build others up. I want to be encouraging. The Bible says to encourage one another daily. I want to take those opportunities, even this week, I'm in conversations with people to really do a, a heart check of why am I saying this? Why am I entertaining this? Why am I a part of this? What do I really want to get out of this? And not to be overly critical about the person maybe that's even sharing the gossip, because we all fall prey to that. It doesn't mean that they're such a terrible person and we're so great. But it's just so easy to get into that trap. But to maybe step back and say, you know what, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have that pattern in my life. I want to be somebody that speaks life and speaks what's good as much as I can. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to get caught into it for moments here and there. But I don't want to form a pattern in my life where I'm always speaking bad and negative of others. Thinking that that somehow is going to elevate me. I want to be a person that speaks the good in others and sees the good in others. Because I know that God has seen something in me. That he's redeemed me and saved me. Cares about me. So with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you'd say, you know what, I want to be that person that speaks life this week. I want to be that person... This month, I want to grow in that in my life. Speak love and truth and life to other people. If you would just lift your hand with me, because I'm with you. I, I'm not above anybody here. I fall trapped to this all the time. <coughs> Let's just pray together. Lord, we have our hands lifted because we need you. As human beings, we want to be connected. We want relationship. You've designed us for that. And God, it's so easy to shortcut into a relationship by just kind of gathering around the mistakes of others that aren't, aren't there or finding a common enemy to, to unite around. And it's, it's just something in our sinful nature that we do. But God, let us not be like that. God, we don't want to have a common enemy with others. That's, that's, our, that's our, the form of our relationship. God, we want to build relationships on the good news of Jesus, upon life-giving things. So Lord, help us. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's not even clear. Sometimes it gets, we get into a little, backed into a corner almost, and we don't even know what to do. And uh, God, I just pray you give us wisdom. Uh, help us know, know, Lord, how to be sensitive and how to be tactful. But how also to um, just not, as much as we can, not participate in gossip. And not let it go forward and, uh, and just not be a party to it. God, I pray this would be a life-giving church. Unfortunately, there's, there's many churches 
that people have gone to over time that have been not life-giving. And um, we, we acknowledge that many people don't go to church, even in our own community, because of their experience in a church. Maybe they were gossiped about. Maybe they were talked about. Maybe they were done wrong because uh, of, of whatever it may be, and, and now they don't want to connect with the body of Christ. So, Lord, we pray that that would never be anybody's experience in this church, that we would not talk about people in a negative way. We would build others up. We would lift others up. This would be a place of life and encouragement. So, Lord, help us to be that church. Help us to be those people. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. 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 amen.